Was Rala Sparazza's character gay? They don't they don't give him any love interest because he's there just to be like annoying. Like that's his whole character is just so I think that's who Hannibal's gonna eat in the end of Signs of the Lambs. Not gonna be being alive much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Before you start this podcast, can we get a moment of silence for the Finpo bottles? Never popped. Okay, uh, welcome to Bait. We have a special guest today. Hey, guys. This is my cousin. He's been asking to join for a year. I'm Maj. I'm Zoe. I'm Jake. I thought I knew your name, and I was right, but I'm always terrified that I think I know someone's name, and I get it wrong. So she texted me... I mostly know him as bisexual Hanagram birthright cousin. That is how Zoe has referred to you in the past. It's on me. I've never used your name. Like, that's accurate enough. Um, today, today we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Finpo, and I still have not seen the last movie. Is Jacob the only one who's seen all three? Oh, thank God. I'm glad someone has. Me and Zoe saw the last one. I saw the first two, um, and then I decided that I just couldn't take it. <laughs> like, I've seen, I, like, Age of Ultron. Like, that was a fun that bad. Was, that was fun bad. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, this was just bad. Yeah, there was a lot of things happening. I heard things about it, and I told my friends, I'm like, listen, you know, part of me, that little, that little part that was still hanging on because it was committed for all these years was like, just tell me. Just tell me. I know Finpo's not going to happen. But if it does, tell me. And if it doesn't, I will simply not be watching it. I will just go on AO3. I will pick a fan fiction. I will be like, I'm treating this as what happened. And I was happier for it. I'll tell you how about what I, because I was a passive observer. Yes. I saw The, the Last Jedi and um, Rise of the Skywalker. I literally forgot its name. What I consumed by proxy from the internet. And I think it's all completely accurate. Finn was a stormtrooper. Yes. He's a cop. But he was, like, kidnapped as a baby, right? He was kidnapped as a baby, okay. child soldier. Wow. And he rescues Poe, who's a resistance pilot. Yes. Yeah. And is being tortured by Kylo Ren. Yes. Who's the bad guy. I saw the scene. I saw the scene when he rescues him, and they're in the plane, and he gives him the name. I'm not going to say anything. But if I were to say something, it would be that the dynamics at play here are, uh... Say it. It's a- <laughs> you texted it to me. You have to say it. Like, it's about the rebelling against <laughs> the thing you've known about your whole life. It's about the giving someone a name who's never had one, you know? I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. Would it be accurate to say Finn is an angel with a shotgun? Yes, I think it'd be accurate to say that Finn is an angel with a shotgun. Um, yeah, he runs off with him, and then they're, like, separated? Poe, I don't know they, why. Like, their plane crashes, and 
Finn thinks that Poe died because it's just like fire and whatever. I don't know how he made it out, but he just did. And he gets the jacket. Yes. And he runs on the adventure with Ray. And then at the end, he's like, you were alive. And then he's like, keep the jacket. And they hug. I remember seeing that gif of them hugging and him being like, keep it. It looks good on you. I was like, I assume this is queer baiting unless Star Wars like is pulling a gay plot. And like, I don't know. It was like, what? It was 2015. I um, went to go see it at the fucking movie theater right after I submitted some of my first college applications. <laughs> I think I, when I came out, like every, I saw Spring Awakening and they were all going to see the premiere after the stage door. Wow. Yeah, that's really 2015. Wow. <laughs> that was the first movie. And that's genuinely where most of the bait was. From what I get from watching the first two and hearing about the third is they just feel like just very different things. Like American Horror Story. It's like <laughs> the same cast, but they're just kind of doing different things all the time. Maybe they connect if you would like have some like whack theory about it. The Last Jedi. Um, Are they even together in that movie? They weren't. They like had a scene together at the beginning when Finn like woke up from his coma that he was in. Wait, who woke up Finn? I think he just woke up from a coma. They, they had that like one scene together at the beginning and then their whole plot line is like Ray is going to, um, I know a lot of people like The Last Jedi. I thought it was boring. People are like, it was revolutionary and changed the genre of Star Wars. I'm like, it's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> it <laughs> should be fun at Star Wars. <laughs> I think there's, like, slavery involved and, like... Yes, there is slavery. They free the animals, but not the child slaves. A recurring theme (laughs) in Star Wars. But, like, the whole time they're separated because Finn has to, like, go get gas for the ship because they're in a really slow chase scene. And (laughs) Poe is, like, fighting with Laura Dern. Oh, she, like, is the general? Yeah. Why was she in a dress? They were (laughs) war. Like, I remember seeing all this discourse because, um, like, Poe was really mad at her. <laughs> he was like, we're going to mutiny because there are no plans and it feels like we're all going to just sit and die here and everyone's freaking out. And she's like, how dare you? Actually, I did have plans, but I didn't tell you that. It's on you! Everyone online was like, <laughs> it's like the way they talk about Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Laura Dern as, um, I don't remember her name. Laura Dern does not owe you. <laughs> The plan yes, did not get us killed. <laughs> the Last Jedi was the movie of hashtag girl bosses. I think it's so funny. Every time sci-fi does, there's no sci-fi racism, but there is sci-fi sexism. They're like, mm, racism doesn't exist in this universe, but sexism does. So like Latino man Oscar Isaac actually is more privileged than incredibly rich white woman Laura Dern. And he is enforcing <laughs> the patriarchy over her because racism doesn't exist. But sexism still does. I think I think they like reunite in the end of The Last Jedi, and it's just like Poe being like, Finn, you're alive. And <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> because they were like, this worked the first time. <laughs> just give the people what they want. Um, Why would they separate them? They have like I don't honestly really good on-screen chemistry. Yeah. They did. Okay, I'm gonna have a sexist take for like one minute. I watched the scene when they escaped and my head was like, 
okay, did we need Daisy Ridley? Like, great, like, this could be the movie. Speaking from what I've seen of this trilogy, I don't know what she was doing in the last one, but, like, in Force Awakens, you know, she was there, she was doing stuff, she was great and fun, having wacky adventures, flying the Millennium Falcon around with, with Finn. Last Jedi, she, like, she didn't do... Nobody did anything. Nobody did anything in the, the last The only Jedi. cool thing she did was that the, the throne room fight scene, which I did yeah. think was cool. But I feel like I would have thought was less cool if I'd, like, seen the first movie. No, it was, where it was a cool fight scene. Okay. Yeah, um, like, like, when she, like, does the thing. and Yes! That was very cool. Um, but after you read that Raylo meta about how it's a metaphor for <laughs> impregnation, it kind of loses the shine. But I feel like I would have liked it less if I'd seen the first movie when he's worse. Yeah. Because I was like, I know he's a Nazi, but he's a space Nazi, so it's not that bad. Not, yeah. But in the first movie, he, like, tortures people, right? Yeah. I feel like if I was there, I like, wouldn't be scared of him. Rip to the resistance, but I'm different. <laughs> I don't understand their accents. Why does Ray have an English accent? Oh, isn't that because she's the granddaughter of Palpatine? Doesn't she at the very end? Is it? Yes. Okay, these are the two parts I've seen of, of this last movie. Uh, one, when Oscar Isaac goes, somehow Palpatine has returned. God, what a man who didn't want to be there. I what loved when he was like, maybe I'll go back to Star Wars if I like need another house or something. <laughs> and I have seen the ending, which I thought was fake at first, when she goes mm-hmm. out into like the desert. And some random old lady is like, who are you? And she's like, Ray, Ray Skywalker. And then she like- And then the ghosts are there. But they never say that. Those themes are never even explored until that moment. Probably. I don't know. We were talking during the whole movie. That's how you know it was bad, that no one was mad that we were talking the whole time. Yeah. That's how everyone was checked out. Because like no one said anything. And it was crowded. And it was like parents with children. And it was the middle of the day. What were, what were, okay, what were Finn and Poe doing dur- during all of this? I couldn't tell you. They, like, killed C-3PO, I think. They killed C-3PO? Burying I- your gaze! Unbelievable! <laughs> I think they had to, like, reboot his brain. Maybe they undid it? For plot, they had to reboot his brain. I'm, I'm like, floored oh, that they had, like, one, something. they had the gall to kill C-3PO, but two, <laughs> they didn't even have the balls to keep him dead. He had something in his head. Oh, do they have to find like a map to go find another secret thing that yeah, they were is, like, like finding... something that you could maybe vaguely remember from the original trilogy? I think they were looking for Rey. They maybe got separated. Why were they all just never together? They were together for, like, I think the most in the last one. Wow. But it wasn't very much. Didn't they make Poe a drug dealer? What? (laughs) Yeah, it got racist. Like, really racist. Like, he was like, I used to be a drug dealer in the crime planet. And then, um, what's her face from the Americans was there? Carrie Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. But you never saw her face. That's whack. It's like, from what I saw, Poe's like, you know, a fine, fine written character. They're like, okay, wow, we've created this cool Latinx pilot. And they're like, actually, I think we forgot to put in the racism. Why don't we just sprinkle that in at the last minute? 
It was very weird. He was like, oh, I used to have a rough past. And I'm like, this was never hinted at. And then there was the planet with the horses. And there was the girl there. And then she and Finn had a flirtation. But, like, not really. Because this all took place in the course of, like, real-time hours. And then nothing came of that. And then also it was implied that she was Lando's daughter. But only because... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Lando was in this movie, wasn't he? Of course he was. Yeah, he was. I don't think he did anything. I think they were just like, he was, he's Lucas Lando, aren't you happy? Oh, Harrison Ford was in this movie. They really forced him to be in it? Yeah, he showed up. He was like, son. The ring thing. We never talked about the, the ring. The ring thing! Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, let's talk about the ring. He has, like, a ring around his neck that he's waiting to give to the one. To the right person. I Like, this all came out before for Rise of Skywalker in, like, some book or something. And it's, never, like... Never, happened. Never Never brought up at all. Never referenced. And that would have been such a... That would have been such a good, easy way to, like, resolve that queer bait. You know, leave it ambiguous and open-ended enough for people who want to see it to have it. And if not, being like, well... Because it's not, like... It's not like either of them got with love interests in the end. Like, they didn't do anything baity. Like, ultimately, like, Rise of Skywalker, like, didn't queerbait. <laughs> like, they could have, like, queerbaited and left it, left you feeling like they were going to end up together. They didn't even do that. Yeah. Because it was such a weird, disjointed movie. And but, they like, just, they like, had, like, flirting romantic interests. Cause, but, like, it wasn't like they, they have love interests in the end that, like, a finpo moment of ambiguity could like get in the way of. They could have been like going at a fucking, I don't know, battle or something. And Poe like hands them Finn the ring and is like, this is my mom's, keep it safe for me. I never understood Kylo Ren. Like he doesn't make sense to me as a character. It kills me that it's like the reason he's evil is um he was turned evil by Snoke, that other villain. <laughs> as like a baby i think they imply that like snoke corrupted him when he was a baby and made him evil and that's why he's like this and then his parents didn't pay attention to him and i'm like this is incredibly weak but then there were also like luke tried to kill him but not really it's and then like, he killed, like, everyone. He killed everyone. He's like, how dare someone try to kill me? In retaliation, <laughs> I will kill everyone. Not to be genuine. Like, I do love the original trilogy. Very dear, near and dear to my heart. But, like, they spent three movies, and Luke's main arc was being, like, I've learned to see the good in everyone. And, like, even my father, this insanely cartoonishly evil man, Somehow, like, somewhere <laughs> deep down in them, there is, there is good, and I can, like, learn forgiveness. But then he's like, my baby nephew is just too evil to live. And, like, yeah, like, Luke, he comes a long way towards, like, just being, like, mature and responsible and, like, doing stuff. He has to find his own way. And then he got sad while running Jedi camp. It's just, like, like there's... Trauma to justify it. It's just like they expect us to make this huge leap and like what happened between like the end of the original trilogy and now. And it's just like they'll just be like, oh yeah, no, he was stressed out. And I'm like, that's it? Why were Leia and Han divorcing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just don't get why they did anything that they did. 
Because like Finpo or not, like first movie they were setting, uh, it was like they were setting up Ray and Finn as love yeah. interests. Like, yeah, these are the main characters. <laughs> their love interests, great, love it, I'm on board. Because, like, you know, what else am I expecting? That's a lie. 2015, I was out there fucking 17 years old, and I'm like, Finpo will happen. But regardless. And then next movie, they're apart the whole time, and he's, like, sad about it, and then they, like, reunite. But he also has, like, Rose. So I'm like, oh, maybe there's going to be, like, a love triangle. They're setting up a love triangle that they're just going to fucking jam in there in the last movie. But and then there was the one no. more because I heard that Rose was barely in the last movie. Yeah, she's not there at all. You completely forget that they had oh a love God. plot. Ray and Finn don't really have any romantic development. No, there's a moment oh. when you think he's going to say he loves her, but he doesn't. Because she's and, gone. <laughs> and then she, like, the kisses moment. Kylo Ren in the end, right? But yeah. then he just dies. It's just, like, it was just all over the place. I remember there was also that moment at the end of Last Jedi when, like, apparently Poe and Rey met for the first time. Yes, and people were like, this is, this is the end game here. At least it would have made sense. It's also weird that she met the third part of the trio. Very end of the second movie, and that they didn't say the anything to each other. I mean, I think a big issue with Rise of the Skywalker is they just kept bringing in characters and expected me to care about them. And I'm like, so I barely weird. care about the characters you introduced in the last two movies. Like, yeah. they were like, look, don't you care about this random girl who we're going to, you, you should think is Lando's daughter only because she's black? Don't you care? Like, no, I don't it's care about her. Like, I don't even know her name. I was watching scenes today and I was trying to find things from The Rise of Skywalker. So, so Hux? He's a spy. But, like, only because he didn't like Kylo. Like, not... Didn't they also have... Hey, do you remember Kylux? Yes, I remember Kylux. That, I was somehow... As, like, far as I stayed from the Star Wars side of the internet, I was not able to be innocent of Kylux. I was deeply embroiled in Star Wars Twitter for for a couple years, and it was... Oh, I remember. It was the worst time in my life. I think Hilux, it's safe to say, is probably my least favorite ship of all time. Something about it just makes me so angry. <laughs> Whenever people are talking about gay ships for straight people, that is the number one thing that comes to mind. Yes. You don't want to see two handsome fascist men, like, get it on in space? They look like two different kinds of fish. A thing about, like, Finpo in, like, uh, like hashtag online was it was very, rel- like, it was very, very normal, which was strange because most queer bait ships attract people who are absolutely insane. But that is because all of the crazy people went to Raylo. You know, after, like, distanced as we are from Star Wars, in the same way where I think Joffrey is the funniest Game of Thrones character, <laughs> I think Raylo is the funniest Star Wars ship. People were absolutely insane. And for, like, what? Like, they, they, like kissed. They, kissed, they kissed in the end. You didn't need to be, like, Kylo Ren watching Rey's ship go away is a metaphor for Not pregnancy like because he impregnated her. I feel like so many of their posts were, like, trying to prove she was pregnant. 
My I favorite think- thing about about the insane Raylo posts is it was always about like, like in the end they weren't related, but like it was a very strong possibility for a very long time that they were. Yeah. That was like the yes. general consensus because nobody really thought that Alpatine was gonna, you know, come into the picture. That was an insane. That was. But so like bad. all the all the Raylo posts were about proving that she was pregnant, not disproving that they were related. Ben Shippers being relatively normal, which was a refreshing delight, is people were like not only normal about whether or not it was going to happen, but normal about like the content, the content, and the characters themselves. I'm sure there were insane people out there, but it was nice that I didn't see a lot of racism. I remember seeing a lot of posts of people being like, like racism in like fan art or racism in like fanfic, but mm. more posts of people being like, these are like biases versus people being like openly and violently racist. I also like, as someone who never shifted and never looked for content of it, but had saw content for it by proxy, I never saw softcore porn. And that means a lot because yeah. I can't say that for basically anything else we've covered on this That's podcast. That's true. Anything else, if you look just once, you will find porn. Another thing I'll say for Finpo, as someone who did read Finpo fanfiction like for a considerable amount of time in my young life, never saw a megaverse of it. Thank God. I am impressed with Finpo in both its staying power from as little content as it has and that staying power coming from like some two like (laughs) incredible scenes with really good chemistry like they pack the punch quick the biggest fucking heyday for finpo was right after force awakens because it really did feel like very beginning of a trilogy such it was just depending on like the chemistry and there was no like big romantic declarations between ray and finn at that point it was like you know, like, imply that, like, oh, they're gonna end up together, but, like, who knows? So it it really did kind of feel, in my very naive mind, to all our very naive minds, like, it could happen. And it was also, like, like, oh, no, they're remaking, they're, like, making new Star Wars. Maybe they're gonna, like, in a post-gay marriage world, maybe (laughs) this time. Um, Well, I think, like, Poe was such a small character that, He was. Oh, yes. Um, Here's another, here's another um, thing that I guess, like, if we're discussing the dynamics of it all uh, and things that they, you know, but they were, Poe was supposed to die off for real after the crash. Wait, which movie was the crash in? In the first one. Oh. Poe was supposed to just die. Um... And then be like, and then like, if he came back, be like a bit character. He was never supposed to be the protagonist, but he, uh, but Oscar Isaac and John Boyega had such good chemistry that they kept him. Um, Everything is Destiel. It was the blueprint. It was. But yeah, so like you hear that, and I remember seeing stuff about like, it's like after the reception of, of The Force Awakens, they're making like major edits to to whatever the next one and jj abrams is like you will see a gay character in star wars and it was all very like oh my god this could really happen and it's like most of the content was not even like the content itself for the ship it was the way people talked about it it was oscar isaac lovely man great actor it is his fault yes (laughs) It is 100% his fault. 
I just think I'm... he has sexual chemistry with everyone. He's such a good-looking man. So good-looking. But, like, he would, in every interview, he'd be like, oh, I was playing a romance. There was this one fucking interview Vanity Fair did with with J.J. Uh, Abrams, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaac, all about Finn and Poe's deep relationship. And it made me just want to scream the entire time with just anger. It was J.J. Abrams being like, I want everyone to feel represented. I just think that it's much more passionate than a romantic relationship. I could t- play a drinking game where I took a shot every time someone said intimate in that video and I would be blacked out like a college freshman. John Boyega, great. He's got like no qualms. He's like, yeah, no, it, it didn't happen. It, it's not going to happen, but it'd be fun, right? Lovely man. It was very funny because Oscar Isaac is point blank to the camera. Like, I wish they'd made them boyfriends, but I guess Disney wasn't ready yet. So like, it's thank so you, funny. Ally King. Because I remember seeing those videos and being like, this feels like 2013 era convention queerbaiting. It does. Queerbaiting. Like, it does. Like, what's happening? Like, I thought we'd moved from that. That, like, they have a very, very powerful relationship, but I don't know if I would define it as romantic. God. But I was never sure if it was, like, and, like, how much of it was, like, Oscar Isaac is a good actor given a weak script and was, like, like, I, Oscar Isaac, incredibly talented actor, will play a pining homosexual. Yeah, and how much of it was him and his agent being like, if you do this, it's proven they cannot kill you off, and you will get media attention. Make yourself indispensable by playing gay. Like, Misha Collins changed the game. He was like, I'll just go to conventions and be crazy. And that way they can never fire me. There's also that, like, thing I noticed time and time again that I don't think we've brought up on this on this podcast is the trope of, like, one actor being like, oh, I was playing it as a romance. <laughs> and every fan being like, yeah, that's it. That means it's real. Finpo, um, the gay scientist from Pacific Rim. I, I think it's that or it's the right, depending on how the actors are, it's, like, after the writers being, like, like, I think with Hannibal and Merlin, they did this, of being like, well, we were writing mm-hmm. romance, but they just never, like, after Merlin ended, everyone was like, Merlin was a love story, which, like, that actually isn't true. Colin Morgan was just playing a gay character. So do we have any more to say about Finpo? Oh, okay. I, unfortunately, really was into Finpo for the, like, at the time between, between the first two movies. And then I kind of gave up after the second movie because it was bad. And I was like, this isn't going to happen. I'm older and wiser now. But like, it has the good tropes of like giving someone a name, giving someone a home and rebelling. And also like, there were Han Leia parallels there. I am looking. I do see it. Like, well, he's rescuing him in the he's first rescuing him. And also they set up, in the second movie especially, they just set up Poe as like, like Leia 2.0. Yeah, and Ray is Luke 2.0. And like Finn is this person who's like the outsider and constantly like, no, I'm only here for whatever, you guys. But then I'm always like on the fucking brink of leaving and getting away from this whole rebellion thing. Implying that Finn was maybe force sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's I, the biggest thing. I think that was the, one of the biggest things about it that bothered me. Yes. Because like 
he was postured to be like a Jedi. Like he is holding the lightsaber. I get and so I just I watched the thing scene that makes morning. me the most mad about thinking about Star Wars is the waste of potential because Finn is literally the most interesting character they've ever created. He's a former stormtrooper, something we've never seen before, who like rebels and learns independence and like fights with the rebellion. He's force sensitive and he uses a lightsaber. And I'm like, I really thought we were gonna get this cool ass fucking former stormtrooper turned Jedi. I thought that was setting up that's like, yes, the stormtroopers aren't just mindless hordes. And I thought he was gonna like lead an uprising. And that yeah, would have I've been a lot the of coolest thing. Things about that makes so much sense. And it's weird for the stormtroopers to become red shirts if we know that they have like minds and hearts and whatever. But it's owned by Disney now, so it has to be military propaganda. Did our stormtroopers brainwash? Yeah, because he was a child soldier. Yes. I don't think it was like magic brainwashing and more just like, you know, normal military brainwashing. They put him on space birthright. I realized we forgot. I realized we forgot to rate last episode, but I think it kind of spoke for itself. Yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> um, but returning uh, to to our system, how would we how would we rate Binpo as a ship? I mean, clearly it would have been clearly the only thing stopping it from being gay was just like the like the Disney Corporation saying no. Like they were both very there for it. Yeah. As a queer bait, I want to say it's also off the charts as a queer bait. I want to say this is maybe like the most egregious example because it's on such a large scale. And That's clearly true. everyone wanted it to go through. That's true. A lot of the other queer baits we've discussed were like definitely more baity in like quantity and quality. But like but everyone saw it was that. very, very niche. Who the fuck was watching BBC Merlin? Apparently um, it was huge in like England. <laughs> Oh, I don't see the English as people, so. It's true. Like, everyone saw Star Wars. And everyone, everyone saw Star Wars. Everyone yeah. was like, this should happen. Peyton Thomas, friend of the podcast, <laughs> Peyton Beachdep did an article for Vanity Fair on, like, Star Wars and queerbaiting and, like, what they were doing with Finbo. I think, uh, rating-wise, I'm giving it, as a, as a relationship, a nine. As a queerbait, a seven. I think I would it give just, it... It just, it started out really strong. The jacket was really fucking good. Jake, are you being queer baited by anything in your life? Whatcha, whatcha watching? Whatcha reading? I've been watching Doom Patrol, which is really good. Oh, fun. I've heard good I things about it. I think Supernatural creators made that. Tea. I don't, I don't know if anyone's gay in it, though. Don't no, people think that, like, the people. mummy is gay for someone? Oh, no, the mummy is gay. The mummy is not even queer baiting. The mummy is gay. My bad. I yeah. think the supernatural actors in Doom Patrol. Now I'm looking it up. Hey. I think you guys would really like it. It's really good. Yeah, I've heard oh, yeah, you about it. Mad Bomber Space, because he's the mummy. He's the gay mummy? Now I'm totally going to watch it. Oh, my God, you know who's in it? Julie Mc- McNiven, who love her so much. She's Matt Bomer's wife and mother of his children. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she <laughs> She's, like, one of the best supernatural characters, Jake. She's Cass's sociopathic sister who fucks Dean for attention. That's so fun. Um, oh, I'll definitely I... be watching now. Love her. <laughs> Zoe, what, what are you, uh, <laughs> what are you up to? I'm reading Lolita for school. Is that what you wanted me to say? 
Uh, I'm reading Lolita. It's great. I'm really enjoying it, and I'd recommend it to anyone. <laughs> I would recommend this book to anyone. I I rewatched um, the same Supernatural episode twice in the past 24 hours. It was stuck in the middle with you, the one where they tribute Reservoir Dogs. They tribute Reservoir Dogs, and then I asked my friend who's seen Reservoir Dogs how much of it is really tributing Reservoir Dogs, and she says a lot. I explained the plot to her. Just because that's the one where Cass says, I love you. I watched it twice. I watched it at 2 a.m. before I went to bed last night, and I watched it at 9 a.m. this morning when I woke up. I've been, I finished Supernatural and still in my brain, but um, I've been rewatching The Society, the best show ever. No queer baiting at all. I don't think there's any queer baiting. And I've been, oh, I, I've started My Brilliant Friend. I've been reading that. Oh, that's um, queer baiting. And I love it so far. Just you wait, girl. Oh, there's a point where you're going to be like, oh. And Good. like, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, and I watched, I watched a movie last night because I was like fucking around on Netflix looking for something to watch. And I watched um, like Bad Times at the El Royale. Like uh, Cynthia Erivo was in it and she was really good. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make here was it was fun. It was like, you know, late 60s, cool aesthetics and stuff like that. Was not expecting for Bend Me, Shape Me to come on the soundtrack. No. Bend me, shape me, a song burned in my head. And with that, I think we're going to wrap up. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. See you next week.